Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Welcome to 2021, everyone, and happy new year. Today, Troy is joining me. We're kind of just going to do a quick little episode. Thanks for joining, Troy. Yeah, thanks for having me. And we are just going to talk about some of the things going on in the tennis world. I'm going to ask you guys to give us feedback on what you would like to hear more of through this year and kind of just check in. So Troy, how's your year going so far? We're only, we're recording this, uh, what, January 5th. So we're still fresh. How's the year going? Yeah, so uh, so far so good. Um, just uh, a lot of new stuff coming in the office, product launches and whatnot. So um, that's uh, definitely keeping keeping things busy in the office. And other than that, I know me and you both were talking uh, a couple of days ago, just just hoping that there's new tennis on TV, hopefully pretty soon. Because get, I love watching the the tennis channel uh, highlight matches and all that, but look forward yeah. to new tennis soon. Totally, I know. I'm I'm over it. Like it feels like the longest break we've ever had from pro tennis, and I would assume, yeah, I'm just ready. But we're gonna talk about it. But I think there's some tennis starting in the next two days, so we're like 48 hours out. I know, like you and I have been like talking about like what are the players using, what kind of gear. We're gonna hit on some of that. Um, I was gonna ask you, are you a resolution person? Do you make new New Year's resolutions, or are you? No, not your thing. Not typically. Yeah. No. Okay. So we strive to keep things in my head to, to work towards progress all the time. Yeah. Not so much just by the, the January 1st mark. So exactly. Yeah. And then I also wanted to check in. You dealt with some knee issues in 2020. And did we leave those behind? How's the knee? Are you are you looking to I'm hoping be on the court I'm hoping to, hoping to leave them behind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gradually just trying to, to rehab me uh been in the gym doing you know strengthening exercises trying to get the mobility of the knee doing like a stationary bike and elliptical and that type of thing to, to try to get it back and get myself on the court again and, and nice. test the products again but yeah just yeah. taking the time and, and hopefully get back and healthy ready to play some tennis Awesome. That actually reminds me, I was doing a little bit of research for this episode and I heard a fact, I'm going to look into my notes. Half of the ATP right now is under the age of 24. <laughs> like okay. that, that kind of blew my mind. Half of the ATP is under the age of 24. And then I was like, and the rest of us are all getting older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, it's like, I, I think maybe in the last I don't know, four or five years, we've kind of looked at like Roger, Rafa, Novak, and, you know, you see 30 years and plus next to their name, you know, and it's like, it gives you hope like, okay, you know, still got some good years in you, but then you hear a stat like that and it's like, yeah, that's a pretty select few, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. And then like, I just was perusing the message board and saw Andy Murray was using a full bed of natural gut. And then I'm thinking like, well, yeah, (laughs) our whole bodies are like, I don't know, I've been struggling with my shoulders. So I'm just like, maybe I should try a full bed. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you just stick to your poly and drop a couple pounds of tension first. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Everyone out there is like, yeah, seriously. So. 
let's just kind of talk about the state of affairs right now. As I said, it's January 5th. This episode will go out next week. Um, I was, you know, there's a lot of confusion. The Australian Open got pushed back. The BNP got canceled for now. And I was just trying to like figure out what's going on. So it looks like Delray Beach starts January 7th for the men. But it looks like we've lost a lot of top names out of that tournament already. And then Abu Dhabi starts, oh, tomorrow, January 6th for the ladies. And the ladies are coming in strong. We've got Kenin, Svitolina, Pliskova, Mugruza, Martins, Vondrasova. So they're all scheduled to play. I know a lot of the girls already have left and are already over there. So that's our first shot at live tennis. I don't know if you saw on the men's side, Del Rey. Murray pulled out. Nishkori pulled out. Milos pulled out. So I'm not sure. It's it's kind of interesting looking at the two websites and the two tournament info. Like the women's like ready to go. The men's are like TBD. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, I know in the past, typically the Delray tournament, I think it's a, usually a different time of year than, than the yeah. start of the year. But I think they're doing it just based on opportunity to try to get it in. Yeah. But um, usually that one's like a, a 250 event, I think, for the men. So the the draws are a little bit smaller right. and maybe don't have as, that many bigger names. I'm not sure too much about the Abu Dhabi tournament. Is that like more of a premier tournament for the WTA or? You know it, what? You know? Let me look it up. It's yeah. gotta be right. If I mean, it's coming in hot with those names. Yeah. Let's Cause I, I looked at the, I've been checking out some of the practice sessions from the, the WTA players there and like the players that are already there more, you know, practicing training and yeah. Coco Goff's there, all the, all the top names. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Abu Dhabi is a 500. Okay. Yes. So. So it's yeah. I guess that kind of helps um, ensure you get your players there. Um, and I think they had a pretty solid qualifying tournament, also. Gotcha. Which then that also <laughs> leads me to qualifying for the Australian Open. They are doing offsite. Now, this is the farthest offsite I've ever heard. The men are qualifying in Doha and the women are qualifying in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see maybe like within the same town or maybe like uh, a, t- a town 30 miles away or something. <laughs> Isn't that wild? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And I know like we don't know everything about what's going on and actually the Australian Open came out with a statement today saying we're still trying to figure things out so a lot of people are saying it's you know everyone players fans everyone's gonna have to be super patient by the time this airs 10 things could have changed but yeah it's super interesting um, to have the qualifying completely in a different country (laughs) Dubai and what was the other one Dubai and Doha okay and uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I think, you know, more than likely it's just got to come down to the uh, accessibility and the, like those locations willing to like sacrifice and like do what they, all they can for the player's safety. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I think something about Dubai and that location, I know that's where they were having like some of the UFC fights, like oh, really? been going on all year. Okay. The, the fight Island. So they're, they're like, I think they're really dedicated to like catering towards the players, isolating them. And doing all they can with, I mean, I know they have a lot of resources to do that, you know. Yeah, but a lot of hotels, and <laughs> well, that makes sense in that in that aspect. But also, like being so far away, that's kind of 
kind of weird. And also, uh, you know, I would think that the Australian would probably, the tournament would probably do the best they could to get the surfaces. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. You know, the, the, I mean, the climate might be fairly similar, you know, between temperatures and stuff. Yeah. This time of year. But uh, yeah, hopefully the, the they did the best they could as far as like court speed and all that. To, I mean, make- it's it's like one of those things like when you're qualifying and you come all the way through qualifying and you like have so much confidence going into your first round. But this time you have a flight to Australia. Now, I know for a fact that the Australian Open is has a mandatory two week quarantine. And there's something that I was reading that players can do that whenever they're comfortable so they can start flying over at a certain on a certain date to hit that two week uh, quarantine. But I'm wondering and I keep hearing mixed things that if you're playing qualifying in Doha or Dubai, that's part of your quarantine because I think you're with this like bubble of people. And from what I've heard, they're also chartering planes. So like you wouldn't be exposed to anyone outside of your bubble. But I'm not sure. I would have to do a little bit more research. And I guess we're going to see. Yeah, pretty strict with their with their quarantine over there. I know that for sure. Because I remember some of the Australian players that were um, traveling when they went to the French or the U.S. Open and came back to the country. Yes. Mandatory like, <laughs> two weeks. And they're like legit about it. I remember stories on social media from like Daria Gavrilova. Yes. Like, Shout out to so Daria Gavrilova. Yeah, like, <laughs> on the bike during the day and like, just doing anything they could to entertain themselves because they're literally locked down. I watched every single day of her quarantine and it was pretty entertaining. Um, That was something else that I found really interesting just researching. So during this two-week quarantine for the Australian Open, players are only, they have to be in their hotel room, but they are allowed five hours to train outside of their hotel. (laughs) Which like, if you think about it, a professional player, especially like going into a tournament, think about, yes, the practice. Maybe, let's say, minimum two hours on the court a day, plus your rehab, plus your like gym time. So five hours is really not that much. Yeah, but that's uh, – you're saying in Australia? In Australia. And, and that's five hours of training time outside of their room? They are oh. allowed five hours outside of their room for training. Gotcha. Well, let's – I mean – that's more than maybe I, you know, just seeing some of the quarantine that has happened previously. Like it didn't seem like they could even barely see the light of day. Out of the- <laughs> right. um, but yeah, I mean, it's probably not ideal for most of the players, but at least, you know, they're at least they're getting a good amount of court time and, you know, probably can do a little bit of stretching, rehab work, ice bath in their hotel room type of thing. That's true. But yeah, it's just crazy how structured it is. It's definitely um, an interesting, it's an interesting change. Last year, we were, you know, like, what, about a week out from the Australian Open? I don't know. Either way. But the one other positive thing is um, ATP Cup is still going to happen right before the Australian. And it sounds like Djokovic and Nadal have already confirmed that they will be playing in that. So that's exciting as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. Because last year, that was like, really fun tennis to watch. Yeah. I know. I guess that's the thing is like every year we have our holidays. Like we know like December is pretty quiet, but by the end of the year, it's like, okay, at least there's some warm up tournaments starting Hotman Cup and like all of the, what's the the fun one that Roger always wins, <laughs> which I mean like all of them, but um, the one where they mix with the men and the women, him and Benchich have won it. 
That's not that wasn't the Hotman Cup. Is it Hotman Cup? Yeah, maybe it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, they it's usually typically the male, yeah. one male and female from each country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one's always a fun uh, warm up. Isn't that how uh, Roger and Mirka kind of live together? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of couples, um, Gems Life. I don't know if you follow them on social. But it seems like the quarantine has done them well. A lot of couples either like broke up or got stronger and they're still going strong. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like uh, I've seen some of their videos together and whatnot, you know, <laughs> some, some good entertaining stuff, some, some TikTok dances or whatever, and, mm-hmm. you know, some good training sessions. So yeah, it seems like they're, they're still going strong and uh, yeah, I definitely look forward to seeing how, how they come out of this and get in tournaments right away. Yeah. Um, Spitalina is also in the Abu Dhabi tournament that starts tomorrow. So I'm excited to see her form. Let's talk about a few of the players who have decided to not play the Australian Open. Obviously, the biggest one that comes to mind is Roger Federer. (laughs) And of course, everyone starts talking about the rumors of his retirement. Is this the end? But as a huge Roger fan, obviously for me, I just assume there's a lot of hoops to jump through to get to all these tournaments and quarantine and everything else that like, he's just trying to stay safe and healthy and he's enjoying time with his kids and his wife. So that's how I see it. I don't know about you. Yeah, I know. Um, I've seen a couple of videos of him, but, you know, training, practicing a little bit, you know, and I don't know how much, you know, his knee, you know, is it completely a hundred percent is still, you know, he's still working to to get it back to a hundred percent, you know, and that's something that constantly is in my head right now, as I'm trying to get back to the same kind of thing and get back to, to moving like I was before. But um, yeah, you know, there's a, there's a number of factors we talked about, you know, could be potentially the, the injury still getting over it. And then also how much do you really want to travel travel with the family, mm-hmm. you know, your whole, you know, training crew and all that and, and go through all these certain things. So there's a number of factors that might've went into it, but definitely a bummer um, <laughs> for us, especially most of us that yeah. are watching Roger, but at the same time, you know, you, you can definitely understand where they're coming from if they make that decision. Yeah. And then yesterday I saw Kim Kleisters decided to not play the Australian as well which I wanted to kind of see a clo- take a closer look as to exactly what her reasoning was. I don't know if you saw anything. No, I didn't see anything on that yet. Yeah, it came through yesterday or last e- yesterday evening and I meant to click on it and I didn't, but um I'm also curious uh, if she would have gotten straight in. I mean, I'm assuming she would probably get a wild card but i'm not sure sh- if she would get in based on her ranking i think it would be a wild card thing yeah like so excited for her to like stage her full comeback because i feel like she didn't have a chance to do that in 2020 but also can understand playing a limited schedule as you know she's come back for what her third time and as we mentioned as older <laughs> players don't bounce back as well as the ones that are under 24 <laughs> Yeah. Um, it looks like Nisha Corey's also pulled out of a bunch of events. Again, I didn't look to see. I know he has dealt with a lot of injuries in the past. I don't know if you know anything about that. No, I last I heard is that he was, you know, working his way back. He was training. 
Yeah, you were saying that he was supposed to play in the Delray tournament, right? And pulled out yes. of that. Yeah. yeah. That's a bummer because, you know, it's like all last year. So yeah. Looking forward to watching him play again. He's such a fun player to watch. So so explosive. Such a such a good shot maker. Um, but, yeah, um, not 100% sure on his withdrawal. But, yeah, I wish – I'm hoping to see him play sooner rather than later because he's one of my favorite to watch. For sure. And then I also saw two French players pulled out, Luca Pui and Songa. And I again, I didn't actually dive deeper into this. I can only assume, I actually think that Luca Pui's wife is literally about to have a baby. So maybe traveling and being quarantined and not able to fly back to France might be part of his reasoning. But again, I didn't dive deep into this. Songa kind of, I would assume might be in the same boat as Roger, the injuries. Yeah. I'm not sure. It seems like a, a common theme with each player with names I, other than maybe Kleister's, but it seems like last year they were rehabbing an injury or had surgery. And now coming back, it's like, you don't know if they're still trying to rehab and get 200% or if they're just kind of like, okay, I've been sitting out this long and there's other risk factors let's you know let's write it out type of thing so <laughs> could be in a kind of both yeah. yeah and that's kind of what I worry about but at the same time you kind of feel like there's this changing of the guard and we have so many new players so I know that you're always like up on a lot of the up-and-comers and you always have people to watch so are there any names that you think are going to be breakout names this year especially the beginning of the year especially at the Australian Open maybe and especially because last year we saw so many players break through Jen Brady uh Iga Swiatek I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her name correctly (laughs) (laughs) but we've been able to see so many players break through who who do you have your eye on right now I mean I I feel like you know a lot of the guys that did really well last year are going to continue um well, and, you know, especially at the their kind of peak age right now, you, you, whether you're talking team, team Medvedev on the men's side, yeah, surprise, Zverev. I think Zverev will just, you know, hopefully pick up on the the momentum he's already had. Yeah, <laughs> we were, I was just watching tennis channel earlier and kind of tighten up that second serve. You know, whether that's just a um, you know a mental thing or whatnot. But like, there's such a strong core, guys, right below the big three, the big four, you know, that I think will just carry on. But then even younger guys, you know, I think Felix is working hard and hopefully he'll have, you know, a big run at a big tournament. Um, the other one that comes to mind is Sinner. He's mm-hmm. just super legit, you know, for, yeah. he's just, uh, such a strong player, well-rounded player. Um, guys like that, you know, the other kind of some of the other guys with the next gen group, there's Casper uh, Rude. Uh, who's, you know, really good on the dirt. Um, the Spanish guy, Munar. There's a couple other uh, the Ita- other Italian players besides center. There's like like a group of them that are like yeah. really good players. So there's, there's a bunch that I think are on the cusp uh, of being there, but it's like right below Djokovic, Fed, and Nadal. You got some really strong competition with team, Zvera, Zipas, um, all those guys. You know, they're like – rock solid they're really coming into their own you know especially yeah. i think team with winning the 
winning the U.S. Open this year. I like, know. We were, I was talking to Chris the other day, and he finally saw that full final. And I was like, oh, my gosh. It was, it was a bit of a heart-wrenching match to watch. But it was kind of one of those that I feel like when you, like, talk about the U.S. Open 2020 final, you're going to remember, like, all the things that led up to it. And I was so happy to see team win. And he's such a hard worker. All these guys are. But he literally, like... He, for years, he's just had such a reputation of just busting it and like doing whatever it takes. And I'm so excited for him. He's still so young. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that match either way. I mean, they both, both have worked hard and they both, you know, deserve to win it. But like the fact that team had already been to three major finals before that, you know, mm-hmm. lost, uh, lost, uh, um, Rafa twice. And then I think Djokovic or, but yeah, he definitely deserved it. And he, he's a super hard worker yeah Uh, on the women's side you know there's a little bit more variety of winners on that side you know definitely um (laughs) i'm really looking forward to seeing barty come back and has she said is she playing the australian open i i'm not sure i haven't heard much on that I'm, i'm hoping she i'm hoping to see her play soon and hopefully get back to you know where she was i think she left off with the she still still may have the top ranking, but like yeah, yeah. top ranking and then like a couple um golf titles from last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but her I'm looking forward to seeing her play again on Drescu. Looking forward to see her get back on tour mm-hmm. and just bring like her her variety and you know, powered game and she's super fun, young one to watch. Um and then besides that, you know, younger players. I know last year I brought her name up at the beginning of the year, but um the uh what's her name i think of right now um uh, but yeah that i'll think of her name in a second um another young player that uh i think will keep getting stronger um and kind of i think she she did really good last year in the world team tennis and then kind of carried some momentum from that because she had some injuries was uh marta Kost, oh yeah yes is who you were talking about yeah yeah a lot of firepower yeah i think she can definitely keep growing, keep getting better. Um, she's got the firepower. I think she just needs to tighten up the the mental toughness a little bit, you know, maybe yeah. take a little, a uh, couple notes from Rafa's playbook, kind of like Swatek <laughs> talks about, you know, like a, a Swatek's uh, idol, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. There's just a bunch of, a bunch of really good players. And then you got, you know, the other ones at the top of the game, Osaka, obviously you got Plushkova, you got Muguruza, you got, Kenan. Kenan, yeah, Kenan's just nails, you know. Yeah. Talk about um, mentally tough. She's like Sabalenka. Sabalenka, yeah. She's just like feisty. <laughs> takes no crap, you know. Yeah. I'm excited. Like as I'm sure everyone else, we're super excited to just start watching. I, I can't even imagine how the nerves of these players will be either. So that should be interesting because, I mean, think about last time you played a tournament and then the next time you step on the court and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't even serve. I'm so nervous. But that's why they're pros. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we get to you know, WTA side. Coco okay, Coco's right going to be right there. You know, she's only going to get better and she's tough as nails. Yeah. And like she is so young, which she finally turned 16 or 17. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think she's 17, 18. So right, right there. Yeah, yeah. But She's also still growing. The girl is like so tall and like she's getting lanky and like 
yeah, I can't, I'm, I'm excited to see her, um, perform on the court. Cause she's so awesome. Such a good player, well-rounded, such great personality, such great parents, good team, like all the things. Yeah. I was uh, just like you were saying about her growing into her body, but, uh, I was seeing, I was checking out the pictures from the practices of the players at, uh, Abu Dhabi right Abu now. Dhabi, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like her standing next to all the other WTA girls, I was like, holy crap. Like, she just looks like a full grown woman now. Like, you know, yeah. it's her length, her musculature. It's crazy. You know? It's like going back and seeing like early Serena and Venus, you know, like <laughs> yeah. coming into her own. It's like, yeah, she's a freaking specimen of an athlete. Yeah. yeah. That's it's cool to see that. Oh, we were going to talk about a few gear switches, but as we were kind of saying before we started recording, this could be a bit premature as we've not seen a ton of photos or videos or images of everyone playing. But um, the one that I brought up, which I know has been um, a, a lot of chatter around was Switech and her, um, if she's going to stay with Prince, if she's going to switch to Technofiber, which is a French brand. And uh, yeah, so I don't think we know as of today. Yeah. Um, I know like in the off season, she's been testing out frames from various brands. I know that you mentioned, and I, I think some other pictures have shown her using a trying out Technofiber. Um, yeah. Not for certain who, who she's going to end up with, but that's what I, that's why I love. That's why I'm like missing this like <laughs> in tennis. Cause you just start seeing all the players come out with all this different gear. Um, besides that, you know, I, I haven't heard too many big switches of like, big racket brand switches or apparel switches. Um, I was watching some practices from players in um, it was either Monaco, Monte Carlo area, or it was in Dubai, but I saw uh, Fognini practicing with somebody the other day, still same pure drive. I think he's still uh, Armani apparel, but he was um, testing out some shoes. I saw him cause he's kind of always been jumping around with shoes, especially when he went to Armani clothes cause they don't have a shoe, yeah. shoe you know, deal with tennis, but he was trying some new balance loves, I think. And, nice. um, shoot, there was one other one that he was trying out cause he usually would go with ASICs like gel res. I think mm -hmm. he was, yeah. time, but yeah, he was trying out new balance and there was one other one. Can't think. Oh, I think maybe an Ubersonic four. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other switches that we've heard of or seen. I know there's a player that has been using a blacked out racket that finally will be able to have some logos on his racket. I'm not sure if I can say, I think you can, I, I'm pretty sure we can, but just in case so we'll just keep that one quiet, but in two weeks, I think he'll have logoed rackets. Um, who else? I don't, and even like shoes. Yeah, I know, was... I know like Murray, I've always seen Murray testing out other shoes, but then like he did that all last year. He's done that for years. Like at certain practice sessions, he's tried Nike cages. He's yeah. tried a variety of stuff, but then he always goes back to his Under Armour custom shoes that are basically a old barricade. barricade. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, maybe I heard rumors of Roger trying out a, a different shoe than, than Nike, but you know, I don't know for certain what it is and same uh, <laughs> like clear, clear evidence, but yeah, there's yeah. maybe was trying out a different shoe, a different shoe that currently doesn't have a tennis shoe, but yeah. or that's what I heard. <laughs> I don't know what you heard. <laughs> but, and then I was watching something the other 
day and I can't remember who it was. Oh, it was Luca Pui. I think he switched to um, LSA as his clothing sponsor. And I want to say he the had... I, the last I saw it was... Or last year, I thought it was... It was Lecoque. 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 Yeah. However you pronounce it. Um, the French probably <laughs> can do it better. They were, had shoes for him. Oh, like shoes to try out? Yeah. He was testing out. Or maybe he wasn't testing. Maybe he's already worn up, or wearing them. But yeah, they had shoes. So oh. that, I thought that was interesting. Oh, it and what... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And then speaking of French brands, Chris Edwards gave a little slip sneak peek of a shoe coming out. I have no idea when. And it's, yeah, I guess I don't know what I'm allowed to say. So I'm not going to say anything else about that. But um, it is in one of the V Core reviews, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so check it out. <laughs> yeah. And then I was just going to ask you if there's any products that you're really excited about in the first quarter of 2021. Well, which... kind of going off the the players testing stuff out. I think it's getting so close now that we kind of like let the let the door open a little bit. But there's a lot of Nike, Nike WTA players testing out some Nike speed oriented shoe prototypes that Yes. I think it'll be in the market pretty pretty darn soon. But pretty soon. Yeah. It might be like a Valentine's Day situation. Yeah. yeah. That's what I've recently heard. We thought we were gonna maybe be able to talk more about it sooner, but it sounds like it will be February. But yes, I need to like we need to get one in our hands because or a pair. <laughs> I would love to take a closer look. I know we have seen them, but final production, we're excited. Yeah, I'm excited. You're excited. I know. I mean, Nike's always kind of been at the top of the sales for shoes. And I think that, you know, Nike and just globally, the check mark, whether it's sponsoring the top athletes in the world or sponsoring Drake. I don't know (laughs) his like latest music video, but it's at like Nike headquarters. It's like, no way. I haven't seen it. And he's with like all the Nike athletes, Durant and all them. But I have to say Adidas has Beyonce. Yeah. And Kanye Kanye for sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, it's just like the way they brand and market and Rafa and like had Roger for so many years. It's like Nike sells like crazy. But with that, you know, it's like they've kind of been, you know, performance wise and like our test reviews kind of been, you know, hit and miss with mm-hmm. certain aspects of the tennis shoes over the years, whether it's them being too narrow for, for a lot of people's feet. I know that maybe, you know, Beth's talked about that. She never can yeah. wear mathematics ends and never can wear a Nike before. And then she tried the, the vapor cage four and was like, Oh, this is legit. I can actually fit into it, you know? Um, but yeah, just kind of, don't really we don't really need to hype them up but right now currently like my favorite shoe the gp turbo and then your favorite shoe probably the vapor cage mm-hmm. you know so it's like whatever they're coming out with lately it's been pretty nice and performance is right up there with with their marketing <laughs> their yeah so it's no like for sure hard to beat them right now even yeah. though i would say like asics is still like probably in my heart you know the gel res love the speeds the cord ff2 probably might be Current goat. I was yeah. I was just gonna say. I'm curious to see. I think that would get updated. So Asics is more like on a three year update, whereas most shoe brands are on two. But I think they're like the Babalata shoes right now. Yeah, (laughs) I was gonna say. um, And they always seem to like update in December. So I wonder. I'm wondering if the Cord FF2 gets updated in 
December. I know we're like just starting the year, but in, in the tennis world, like we're already starting to see end of year stuff. So it's kind of, that's kind of going to be interesting. We'll see. We all love that shoe. The court FF two. Um, yeah. What else? Other, other launches, um, really loving the new Dunlop rackets. I just launched the CX line. I mean, I, I've kind of been partial to Dunlop my whole career at tennis warehouse. That's kind of yeah. what I'm with here. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, they didn't really like, it was already good, like a great filling racket. They didn't tweak it too much. Didn't change it too much. And, uh, I think like the 200 tour, the 16, 19 and 18, 20 are just like really amazing precision feel comfort rackets. Um, I know if we had to knock it on anything, it's like, it's lacking mass and plow through type of thing. Cause it's kind of got that traditional players racket feel, but not the, the weight to back it up. But that's kind of the good thing too, is that it's like, it's a platform type of thing. You can just kind of doctor it up, customize it to what you want. And yeah, yeah, you got really nice players frames there. Really nice. Um, the radicals are coming out. We've talked about those a bunch. People are really excited about that update. Yeah. Really rest, good, really good feedback. Uh, really good feedback. I know the mid plus Chris is like really obsessed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the V course just came out. The rest of the pure drive family minus a pure drive tour plus, cause that got dropped, yeah. um, is coming out. But yeah, I was just going to bring that up to you that I've been wanting to get more time on the court with the pure drive plus really looking forward to hitting with that more. And then since, you know, reviews are coming out, we're kind of getting through the play test on those. It's like right at the end of the play test. That's when I can kind of like take it and customize it. And yeah, you know, I, can, I can turn it into a Michelle, you know, Michelle <laughs> tour plus and yeah, you know, I like it that way. I really like the tour. I mean, it's it, honestly, if you've always loved the heavier pure drive, you're going to like it. You know, it, it's it's not a huge change, but um, yeah, those are fun rackets. And I'm kind of having this conundrum in my head. And I feel like it happens like every two months where I am looking for a little more maneuverability because some of my RFs are um, specced out a bit high. And especially in doubles, I, I find I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot get my angle. I cannot whip through the ball, obviously. Um, so then hitting with some of these other rackets reminds me of like that one thing that I'm like sometimes missing. But then I go back and hit the RF from the baseline. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyways, play touch no problems. Yeah. One of these days, one of these days you'll go back to the You'll probably go back to the pure drive eventually. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so tempting. Yesterday, I did play doubles. Um, I play, played with three different rackets. I has started, I warmed up with RF, uh, hit with a new Prince racket that's coming out. I'm not sure how much we can talk about it, but I am going to say it has an 18 by 18 string pattern and I'm here for it. I really liked it. Um, and it had good maneuverability, but still stable and good plow. And then I went to the RF 97 and then it was just like an off day. It was a Monday. It was a little off. So then I switched to the pure drive Rotic plus <laughs> the old school one, the old school one, yeah. the, the Smurf blue. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know what? Sometimes you just need to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, there's no rules in 2021. Um, cool. Well, I think that wraps it up for us for this episode. Um, there was one thing I wanted to ask the audience out there. We're trying to come up with a game plan for the podcast for the rest of the year. And we already have some really cool ideas. 
But we would love feedback from you guys to let us know what you want to hear more of, what kind of episodes are your favorites, who do you like to hear from, what kind of guests would you like to hear, all of the above. You can email us at podcast at tennis-warehouse.com or leave a review for us. That's awesome. And it always helps um, the podcast. So hope you guys get back to us on there. You can also give us, um, you know, ideas and suggestions on our social and wherever you feel like you can reach out to Tita. We'd love to hear your feedback. Um, One quick sneak peek into some episodes that I'm really excited about kind of are just um, coming up with them right now. So I think we're going to do some deep dive head-to-head episodes on products. So if you guys have anything you really want to know how it performs against something else, please email us podcast at tennis-warehouse.com. I'm excited. Troy is going to be on a bunch of those. Chris, um, I'm going to try to get J-Dub as much as I can. (laughs) But a lot of these experts that know about the history of these rackets and strings and shoes. Um, We're going to really just like dive deep. I think like we'll do some, yeah, I was just thinking the other day, some of the questions that we get asked on YouTube, those could be fun. Everyone's always like, how's this compared to this? How's this compared to this? Which one's the best or which one's better? You know, it's like, and I think if we start doing those, you know, head to head deep dives, you'll start to see why, you know, we pick a certain string over that one or, you know, why we prefer, because it's, it's all based on preference, you know, it's like, totally. there's not necessarily like, oh, this racket's always going to be better than this one. It, it's really your perspective. But in the end, there's a reason why the, our playtest team, you know, loves a certain product as a team, you know? Yeah, so. exactly. And there's times that like one playtester really likes something and everyone else hates it or vice versa. So, um, what are you smoking on? That's, that's <laughs> you know, it's like, you like that crap you know but that's just like behind the scenes <laughs> yeah and like behind you know? the scenes sometimes it's hard to be that one person that has a differing opinion and then you think you're crazy but then someone validates it or the specs validate it or whatever <laughs> or yeah. you know you're just having an off day or an on day or either way again play test your problems <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> But yeah, so we would love to hear from you guys. Also, let us know how you're doing, how you're hanging in there. Um, We're hoping to maybe like find out a bit more about how the local tennis scene is going. I know in California, a lot of tournaments seem to be shut, but over in Atlanta, it seems like tennis is still flourishing and lots of competition and all that. So um, yeah, reach out to us. Let us know what you guys are doing, what you're interested in and all of the above. I don't need anyone emailing us negative stuff, though. 2021, we're done with the negativity. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, bye. Be gone. <laughs> so, Be gone with all that. In 2021, if you don't have something nice to say, please don't say it to us. Don't waste your breath on your fingers. <laughs> you can take those comments and leave them elsewhere. <laughs> we're not tolerating that at Tennis Warehouse. We have smiles and laughter. And if you're not smiling and laughing. You need coffee. And, and lots and lots and lots of coffee. <laughs> so cool. Thank you so much for joining me, Troy. I am excited. We're going to f- record a bunch more episodes soon. So get excited for that. And thanks everyone listening and giving us our, your feedback and wishing you all a healthy, happy, amazing 2021. And we'll talk next time. Happy hitting. 
Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, happy hitting. When they go through and like they they edit parts out even if it's like like video recorded right they can still cut out mm-hmm. why uh, would you do like like parts where like I was trying to think of that player's name for like thirty seconds you know like they can they they usually chop stuff right like, yeah Darren uh, will go through and he usually makes it sound uh, correct <laughs> I mean I don't know I yeah I don't even I know <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>